0: Hey there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome back to another episode of Tea. For c Are you obsessed with plants and you want to build a career around gardening or landscaping and growing flowers, fruit and vegetables? then this is the episode for you. Because my next guest is the editor and publisher of Washington Gardener magazine and is a lifelong gardener whose passion is plants. But before I introduce you to Kathy Gents, I want to make sure you've signed up to get a free copy of the Just Brew It ebook with top-notch career advice from some of the hundreds of professionals who've been guests on t for c in dozens of different careers, and it is super easy to do. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time4coffee.org, and you'll see the sign-up box right there where you can download the ebook from the homepage. Now, my Java lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated beverage because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Kathy Gents, the editor and publisher of Washington Gardener magazine. A lifelong gardener, Kathy believes that growing plants should be stress-free and enjoyable. Her philosophy is inspiration over perspiration. She's also the green media columnist for the Mid-Atlantic Grower newspaper, where her personal mission is to get independent garden centers, plant breeders, and other horticultural businesses to join the social media revolution and maximize their online brands. Kathy is president of the Silver Spring, Maryland Garden Club, And she's on the board of several other horticultural clubs and organizations. And her work has been featured in numerous area publications, including the Tacoma Voice, Washington Examiner Magazine, Pathways Magazine, and Washington Women Magazine. Kathy, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I've got my Earl Grey tea right by my side. Lovely, that's just so fitting. That like reminds me of like an English garden.
1: Oh yeah, there's nothing better than a cup of tea sitting out in your
0: garden. Oh my gosh, and I hope you will still agree to continue doing this interview with me, Kathy, because I have a confession to make to you. Not only do I not have a green thumb, but I am afraid I have a black thumb. Any house plant I've tried to grow has died every oh. single one. Yes. <laughs> and even well, though I love having beautiful plants around, I know
1: I'm going to kill them. Hmm. Well, I always say there's no such thing as a black thumb. A green thumb, by my definition, is just somebody who makes the plant a priority and focuses on it. I think that's the difference between a black thumb and a green thumb is that you're looking at the plant, interacting with it, checking on it. You know, sometimes you can love it too much and cause it to die. So there's those cases where you're, you know, it might be a succulent or a cactus and you're overwatering it or not giving it enough sun. But in most cases, it's just a matter of remembering that it exists. (laughs) That
0: that was my problem. Yes, Yes. exactly. Yeah, and it was when I was a lot busier. Now that I'm Mm -hmm. home more, maybe I... Give it a try again. You may inspire me here. So,
1: yeah, I would think adding one, and it doesn't hurt to, you know, put a tickler in your phone or your calendar that says, check if plant needs watering.
0: That is a great idea. (laughs) I love that. Okay. (laughs) So, let's get into our 10 espresso shots to help those young listeners who, like you, love plants, love gardening, love the idea of horticulture and getting into that industry, figure out how to break into it. So what entry level jobs, Kathy, are available to young people who want to get into this field? So
1: there's tons of entry level jobs out there. This is a field that's pretty wide open. And because there's a lot of people aging out, there's a lot of opportunity. So everything from working from a plant grower who's taking either a plant from seed or seedling stage and growing it out to be sold at garden centers. You might work for a wholesale grower at that point. You might work for a local independent garden center and help them care for the plants and sell them to the public. You might do home landscape care and maintenance, which is a big hole in the market that I see that a lot of people are interested in installing a landscape or designing it. And there's not much on the maintenance end available out there. And then there's uh, my end, which is Garden Communications, which is teaching and speaking and writing about gardening for the general public.
0: And are there many other gardening publications out there that young people mm-hmm. could search online? Maybe is there an aggregating blog or site where they could mm-hmm. find them?
1: Yeah, you can go to GardenCom, which has two m c o m m GardenCom dot or .org. will take you to the Garden Communicators Association. And in that, you'll find hundreds of members who we list their blogs. They have podcasts. They have publications. Some are newspaper columnists. Some are radio hosts. And then some might just be a landscape designer who's doing a client newsletter. So they either have an emailed or a hard copy newsletter that they're drafting.
0: Awesome. And I know that many of them probably want interns, right? So for those college students, Mm -hmm. there would be those opportunities. Yeah,
1: definitely. And so just in the DC area, I take on interns for my magazine. And there's also the American Horticultural Society, which is based at River Farm right next door to Mount Vernon in Alexandria, Virginia. And they have a magazine that's been around for decades called the American Gardener. And that's a national gardening magazine. And they are always on the lookout for interns.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Kathy, what is a useful, hard and soft skill that you've looked for over the years in the young people that you hire? I would say
1: for... hmm. Difference between hard and the soft skill. I was going to say that they're open to new experiences. They're willing to learn because I would say you weren't born knowing, you know, how to program a computer. (laughs) Nobody's born knowing how to fix a car. You learn that, and you just have to be open to learning and new experiences in that way. And that they're detail oriented. I think is is a big skill I'm looking for. So for my publication and for all my other communications, podcast, blog, et cetera, obviously needs need somebody who has an eye for detail as far as editing, as far as writing stories and looking out for the difference between, say, five different types of tomatoes. It's not just a tomato. <laughs>
0: There's different varieties. There are? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Fair enough. I was going to say, for the average person, they're like, there's those green things growing in the corner over there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that sounds like something I would say, but Mm -hmm. no, I don't know. I don't want to completely incriminate myself here. Is someone's major a deciding factor to get into the field writ large of horticulture? In other words, if they Mm -hmm. haven't studied the sciences or Mm -hmm. communications or journalism as you have, is it a deal breaker? Not at all.
1: So it helps to take botany and some of the science courses. It's great if you can major in horticulture or you can get a certificate. Almost all states have a CPH or certificate of professional horticulture that you can apply for that program. They get certified if you want to move up, say, a level in your career, but I know several people who work at public gardens that are in charge of the entire plant collection, and they came from, say, a law degree background. One gentleman I know, he was a historian, and he just fell in love with plants, started working at a garden center, and moved up from there. So it's always surprising to me how few people who are in horticultural industries actually have horticultural degrees.
0: Yeah, that is really interesting. What about a graduate school degree, less so for somebody who's trying to break mm-hmm. into the field, more so for somebody who maybe wants to run a company or lead a company?
1: Yeah, you can, there are fellowships you can apply for. There's one really prestigious one in our area at Longwood Gardens in Pennsylvania. So if you're looking to be a leader of a public garden, that would be a fellowship to apply for. There's also, if you wanted to manage a firm, say it was a wholesale grower, you might even do a dual degree of business and horticulture. So there are several people I know who have gone back to school to get a master's of business when they had, say, an undergraduate in horticulture.
0: Awesome. And I'm so glad you brought up the Longwood Gardens Horticulture Fellowship. And just for those who may be interested in it, the 2022 cohort, which is a 13-month fully funded fellowship, you can apply beginning in August of 2020 through the end of October 2020. And as Kathy said, the fellowship over the 13 months builds leadership capacity within the public horticulture industry, which covers everything from landscaping to forest gardening, permaculture, vertical farming, and on and on. So that is an awesome thing to apply for if you're interested. Kathy, what kind of life experiences do you think are most useful for someone starting out in this field. Well, of course,
1: a hobby either with growing house plants in your own windowsill or helping out at a local farm or a community garden or growing side by side with your parents or grandparents is a common background for a lot of people in horticulture. They usually catch the gardening bug young. It's not usually something that comes later in life. So most people have memories of some mentor that adopted them at some point in their childhood and showed them this is a sweet pea, this is a rose, and then showed them how to care for the plants and sat with them and taught them names. So that obviously helps, but if you're coming to it later in life, there's no reason why you couldn't explore it and have a small windowsill garden of your own to start and starting seeds indoors and just experimenting because gardening really is about experimenting. It's trying different plants in different situations and seeing what
0: works. I can't wait to hear how you got into it. And our listeners should check out show notes to see if Kathy's main time for coffee episode has already dropped because that's where I'm going to ask her about it. Kathy, what is the best part for you of being in this profession? That's a good question. I would
1: think it's just fulfilling. So not just growing for myself, but teaching other people how to grow is amazing because I have run into people who didn't know anything, never put a seed in the ground before. And three years later, they're feeding their family with their garden plot, or they're coming back to me with cuttings and seeds to share and saying, have you tried this? And here we tried that. So it's you know, tremendously fulfilling to have that come full circle back to me.
0: Oh, my gosh, I can only imagine. And just so our listeners know, you and I are both in the same state. We're not together Mm -hmm. in person because of the coronavirus. You're in Silver Spring, Maryland. I'm in Chevy Chase, Maryland, which is zone six, seven. Is that right?
1: Yes. So we're pretty much in the heart of seven.
0: For close in for the
1: Washington, D.C. suburbs. And some of the more outer suburbs might be
0: 6-6-B. And is this considered to be a good area, a good zone to live in for growing things? Oh, yes. It's an excellent growing zone. We
1: have the USDA literally down the beltway from us in Beltsville, Maryland. And they didn't put it there by accident. So they have several trial fields of plants that they're breeding for farmers. There used to be where the Washington, D.C. beltway is now. And this is before my time. But there were apple orchards where you're driving on the beltway on the north side, those were trial apple orchards for the USDA. And then when you go farther out to the eastern shore of Maryland and the Mid-Atlantic area, those are the home of a huge amount of wholesale plant growers. So both ornamental and edible plants, trees and shrubs, you can go down the eastern shore and just see one wholesale nursery after another. So it's a great growing area. It's very moderate and temperate, so we have four seasons, but we usually don't get hit by super cold blizzards. Knock on wood. <laughs> Not yet. And, uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. And then our our summers are hot and humid, but with the prevailing wind off the ocean for the eastern shore
0: growers, that moderates that a little bit. You're really inspiring me to. Get out there and plant my garden. I'm I'm not kidding you. I'm getting excited here. Yay. All right. So (laughs) flip side, Kathy, because we know you can be in a field that Mm -hmm. you love and still have plenty of aspects in your job that are not so much fun. So what is the part of your current job at Washington Gardener that sucks the most? Uh, I would
1: say accounting and paperwork is definitely my Achilles heel. That's the thing I procrastinate most about taxes and filling out any paperwork and forms. And some of it, you procrastinate for days and it turns out to take 10 minutes to fill out. But it's just like so painful for me to even sit down and fill
0: that out again. Yeah, you and me both. And so why, why don't we learn? And just mm-hmm. get it done right away because it never takes as long as we think <laughs> it's going to take,
1: right? It's just like the exact opposite of, of why you got into business for most people, why you, you're doing your career. It's just like, I want to do the thing, not the thing I have to fill out the form to apply to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Kathy, what is the best career advice you've ever gotten? To really think about that one.
1: I would say make your hobby your career is probably the best career advice I've found. So what you're starting to do and finding that you're spending more and more time on and that you get obsessed about or that's your passion might not be your career or job to start off with, but you can start transitioning that way over several years and start to look for those opportunities
0: where you could make that a full-time job. Is that what you did? Definitely. Okay. So we'll I, kinda, yeah. yep, I thought maybe <laughs> yeah. there was a uh, truism there. Two final espresso shots. What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows, or fiction books, or frankly, any book, mm-hmm. do you think accurately depict this profession.
1: There's a little known English film, a comedy from a few years ago called Green Fingers. And so in Britain it's called a green fingers of a green thumb. So that took place a horticultural program in a prison. So they are teaching the prisoners gardening skills. And there's a horticulturist teaching them that and then having them grow and evolve. And, of course, there's a character arc to that with the – I guess it's a low-security prison. But there are, across the country, lots of those programs where, at a minimum security prison, you would bring in a, a professional horticulturist and teaching people so that when they leave, they could get a job as a landscaper or work for a wholesale grower. So that was really interesting to see that arc and in that movie.
0: Oh, it sounds awesome. We'll try to include a link to it in our show notes. Final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about your profession?
1: I would think that it's how friendly it is how many people know each other. So it's kind of a small world, a small universe, and everybody is trying to boost each other. So it's very low competition. So one person who's come up, say, with a new water lily is immediately sharing that plant with several other growers across the world, even to trial it and get it out there. And then people are always looking out for each other for job opportunities, for introductions. I know that I've connected and gotten people who've connected me to almost everybody from what I would consider huge names in horticulture, I feel like are my good friends now. So (laughs) it's amazing. So you pick up a book, almost every gardening book that I would see on a library bookshelf, I know their authors personally. So it's nice to be able to say, oh, well, I can recommend Ferris. Or I can recommend Jim's book because I've seen them talk, I've met them, and I've had a drink with them or been out to lunch
0: with them. Oh, isn't that cool?
1: Yeah, it's quite. It's really an industry where people are extremely welcoming, and everybody has usually come in through a mentor and developed a career with a relationship with a mentor mentee so everybody's always looking out to bring in that mentee under them that we want to pay back what has been given to us and handed down
0: i guess it's not surprising that mm-hmm. the people in this world would be so down to earth
1: exactly i think there are a few egos out there not going to lie <laughs> there's a few people but that's definitely unusual most people are just, it's, you would come into a room with 30 horticulturists or garden writers or landscapers, and you would leave with 30 friends at the end of that evening.
0: Love it. Well, Kathy is not only the founder, editor, publisher of Washington Gardener, but she also speaks on gardening. She was honored to have presented programs on Thomas Jefferson's Monticello at the University of Maryland, the Historic Society of Washington, D.C., and you also have webinars that you're doing now, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. So because of COVID, a lot of my talks this spring have obviously been canceled or rescheduled for next fall or spring, but I still want to get that information out there, so I'm hosting several webinars coming up. And how can they find you? So they can go to washingtongardener.com, or they can follow me on social media at wdcgardner on Instagram or Twitter. And our Facebook page is Washington Gardener Magazine.
0: Awesome. Kathy, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community, even though you're drinking English breakfast tea. This was <laughs> just wonderful. Thank you. It was my pleasure.